singer-songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Monique Nicole over Zoom video. Monique was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Her dad was a singer and a firefighter. He kind of deterred her from doing the musical thing because he got burned as, as a singer at an early age. So he didn't want the same thing to happen to his daughter. But Monique found her way in the industry as a concert promoter and a manager for artists. And she's also a retired police officer. She just retired as a New York City police detective. She started singing professionally in 2015 when she released her first single, Say Yes, that did amazing, got on uh, terrestrial radio and got on the radio in numerous countries outside of the United States as well. And she told us all about her brand new single, Red Bottoms and Lingerie. You can watch our interview with Monique Nicole on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Monique Nicole. So excited to talk to you. Um, like I said, this is all about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. And we'll talk about the new single, which is awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Red Bottoms and Lingerie. And uh, yeah, so first off. You're, you're Adam? I'm Adam, yeah. Hi, Adam. Hi, nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> um, why don't you tell me where were, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New oh, York. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I'm a native New Yorker. And um, yeah, all my life I lived in Brooklyn up until about 1999. And right. that's when I moved to Long Island. And then I've been in Long Island pretty much ever since. Okay. But now okay. I'm moving to Georgia. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, how, how did you get to music? Um, well, I've been singing probably as I began to talk. Um, my dad was a singer okay. professionally. He also was a a, fire, uh, a lieutenant on the fire department in in New York City as well. Wow. And, yeah. And he sang all the time, of course. Um, and he also made a few records and stuff. So wow. I was always just engrossed in music from the time I was born. So yeah. it was, I guess, like a natural progression. Yeah. And um, that's that's how it started for me. Um, but I didn't sing professionally until about 2014, 2015. Oh, OK. Yeah, I did stuff behind the scenes because my parents weren't too. Um, they didn't want me to, to be in the music industry. They felt really? I needed to go to school and, you know, get a great job and stuff like that. Yeah, because my father got burned in the music industry, so. Oh, he and, did. Yeah, so he didn't want his daughter to have to go through that. And I mean, was it the right thing to do? I mean, yes, at the time I didn't feel that it was uh -huh. as a kid, but as an adult, I'm thankful because of the path my life took. So like I'm secure, Sure. you know, financially and everything because I went to school, because I, worked a career that I just retired from and I'm able to do my music and do whatever I need to do as far as that's concerned and then have the money to also invest in my label and everything. So, and then it, 
God forbid, the music didn't continue to grow. I still have something solid to back me up. Totally. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that, that is smart to have that that backup, that net <laughs> backup plan a little bit. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Initially, I was very angry, of course, as, you know, a, a teenager or a kid because I felt like, oh, you guys don't want me to do anything, you know, the typical Sure. But, <laughs> yeah. But in hindsight, I'm thankful. Yeah. So was mm-hmm. was your dad a professional singer prior to joining the fire department or is it kind of something? Yeah, that he he actually was doing both at the same time. Oh, and wow. um, what happened was he was shopping for a deal and Arthur Price off, which I don't know, that might be artist that everyone doesn't know but like he's from like the older generation and billy Eckstein. Uh-huh. um they kind of like blackballed him because they felt that he sounded too much like them oh interesting yeah so yeah he got a bitter taste in his mouth because he wasn't able to take it to the next level sure mm-hmm. so yeah. you you were kind of uh deterred away from from taking that path. And what you said you were doing stuff in the industry, just behind the scenes or you were doing yeah, something completely different? Yeah, I had like own studios and uh, film companies. Wow. And I also like managed artists and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm still a con- concert promoter. I mean, not, you know, it's COVID now, things are starting right. to open back up, but sure. you know, I promote concerts and uh, what else? Uh, I've done some like behind the scenes, like production work, not too much of that, but just a lot of artist support stuff, you know, That's so awesome. I think so I was always involved in music anyway, although right. I wasn't singing in front of the. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Got mm-hmm. you. That's cool. I mean, at least you found an in and you're yeah. able to still do what you kind of do what you love and and you know, make money. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the business end of it. Uh-huh. Um, it just, I don't know. I just like to put the pieces together and sure. it's benefited me now as an artist because up until like a year and a half ago, I was self-managed. So I was able to negotiate for myself, be able to handle all my distribution, handle this, handle that and handle all of the business. And because I was able to do it because I've already done it for right. other people. So um, it was, it's, it was beneficial to me, you know, now as an artist, knowing what to look out for, knowing what's good, what's bad and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, do it. Yeah, doing all that, I'm sure, was very beneficial for you when it came to when you decided to become an artist because you kind of already knew the the ropes as far as the back end of it. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, that that's how it all came about. And then um, in 2014, uh, a friend of mine wrote a poem, brought it to me, and that was um, it was called "Say Yes," and it just didn't have the structure. Uh-huh. So I rewrote some and changed the verse, wrote a different verse. And Michael Westbrooks, which is the producer on that record, he produced most of my catalog. Um, we came together and we put this song out and it dropped in 2015. And, you know, I didn't really have, 
I, I hate to say it. I didn't have like the biggest expectations because it was like the first song. Uh huh. And that song took off. Yeah. I mean, it has yeah. a ton of, ton of streams. When did yeah. you start saying you take off like almost instantly? It, it, uh, yeah, it, it caught on like really well, like right away. And then it just began, it began to build from there and then spread and then commercial radio picked it up. So they were playing it here, you know, in the United States and then they picked it up abroad. Wow. So, yeah. So it just, it really did well. <laughs> you know? What was it like to hear your song on the radio? Surreal. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. Like, wow, that's me. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And then we decided to do like a, a remix, a reggae remix to it, which did well too. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course they played it all over the Caribbean. They played it here in the United States and in the UK um, and a few other places. And that did well too. So it was like, wow, you know, your first crack at it. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how it began. And that, that remix is uh, produced by Joe Lindsay and he did like the other half of my catalog. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you take your first your first crack at it, and it does that well. Obviously, it's pretty validating for you and your music career. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was humbling. Yeah, I was I was really happy with that. So, um, I decided to just keep putting out music. So. Is that when you started to to take it as like let's do this professionally, like full force? Yeah, yeah. I had I made up my mind when I released that single that it's something that I did want to do professionally. Okay. Um, it's something that I don't want to stop doing because I've always had the passion for it and I just love it so much. You know, although you know, sometimes it gets frustrating, the politics, and sometimes you're like, you know, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. But then it yeah, it brings I it the music brings you back. It brings you back. That's like my ground zero. So, um, yeah, it's something I just never want to stop. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. How how was your what was your family's reaction to like the success of the song? Oh my god. Um. Well, my dad he passed in in 1989. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, so he wasn't he able to see. The... Yeah, he's been gone since like forever. But my mom is my biggest, when I say my biggest cheerleader, like she's always right there, front row, no matter where we are. You know, she sings, you know, she has this record, like. <laughs> <laughs> always selling you. <laughs> yes. It's like, you just Google her, just Google her. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like, it's so like, you know, it, it's great. Um, I'm happy that I have her along the journey with me and that she's able to see this happen because I know she's just like ecstatic. Yeah. So my family, they think it's great. Yeah, they do. That's mm-hmm. incredible. That's really incredible. And then so you obviously just kept releasing music throughout the, yeah. the years. Um, you had a couple of sing or you had a single in 2016 and then a few and like one in 2018, 2019, and then the most recent one. Um, was there like, were you kind of just 
working at the, at those one songs like were you st- you probably are still working your other job is that what was oh yeah you know I, I'm retired from uh Nassau County Police Department oh wow and um I was a sergeant a detective sergeant in the detective division so oh my gosh that's incredible it, it's a demanding position and I can't even imagine a lot of responsibility so I was kind of splitting myself between my music world my family you know and work and the law so um you know I'm always like working like you know the Christmas album I got a mixtape out there but time yeah could be an issue and I trust me I didn't sleep much through these years like I can't even you know. imagine like, yeah no what sleep. a demanding career path yeah yeah so now that um I have parted ways with the law end of my life and closed uh-huh. that that chapter now you know I'm moving I'm um I'm gearing up to just be full-time in my music which I I, I don't want to call it I wasn't really part-time because I was definitely engaged but it's just at a different level like sure. now yeah now it's like you know i don't want to say but it's those things to the wall you right, know right 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 of course <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah yeah i'm happy i'm happy i just i just pray that it just continues to move and you know, and the audience gets broader and more people get to know and um, and love the music, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, yeah, I'm kind of eclectic. I have different styles because of all the musical influences that I've had growing up, mm-hmm. you know, with my mom's side of the family's Caribbean. So I have that, you know, my dad sang jazz standards. I'd sing jazz standards as well. Um, I do hip hop, I do R&B, contemporary R&B, classic R&B. So it's like, I'm kind of like a melting pot of the music that I came up with. So came up, you know, grew up with, I should say. So, um, which kind of leaves something for everybody to enjoy within my art. So, you know, hopefully they'll continue to enjoy it. Sure, sure. <laughs> and then this, uh, well, where were you when COVID hit? Were you working on this new record? Uh, yes, I, I did that video during COVID. Oh. Uh, I did both of those videos, as I did two videos for this song during that time. I haven't stopped working through COVID and I, I'm, well, I was deemed essential personnel, so I worked straight through it. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. The police department doesn't stop, you know, medical doesn't stop. You know, we still have to be out there. So um, it was just just another day, so to speak. But we had to, of course, universal precautions and stuff like that and be safe. But I I still work through it. So it wasn't like if I got to work from home. Right. Of course. You can't really really be a detective from home. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could just. Yeah. You guys, did you close that case? Okay, I'm going to need to review it. All right. right, You know, I'm going to respond to the scene from my house. No. Right. Yeah. Face time me in. 
yeah, you know, I, I had to be out there, you know, and um, I still continued with my music, uh, writing, coordinating for this song that's out now. Um, I became a Grammy member during the COVID time. Wow. How did you do that? What was that like? It's 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 a process. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it's a process. Yeah, you, you got a lot of. Uh, I mean, they look at everything. You got to submit pretty much everything that you've done with music and they have to be validated and you have to be recommended by other board members or Grammy members. And um, so it was a long time coming. So that happened during COVID. Um, Yeah, I just continued to work. I couldn't do, well, I did, I actually did one performance, um, live performance in December um, that passed. I think it was December uh, 7th. And it was like a, uh, like a COVID social distancing concert. So- Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I did that, which was pretty cool to do something. Right, at least you perform. You can't really touch people, but you know, at least I got to perform on stage. Um, But other than that, I really couldn't get out and perform the way I would like to, um, you know, because sure. of COVID. But I did what I could, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. And so you put out the the record "Red Bottoms and Lingerie." You have a you have a, a feature on the song too, right? I Flip. do. How did that relationship start? Well, my manager, Michael Stemley, bought me the record, and. He, uh, he and I both, and my brother, which is my partner as well, um, Rodney Banks, uh, we, we thought a feature would be good on the record. Like it was, it was electric on its own, but I'm like, it'd be so much hotter with like a rap feature. So uh, we were kind of like bouncing it around and my manager, he was thinking a female, I'm thinking a male. <laughs> And he was like, oh, it'll be hot with a female, a hot female. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, yeah, but it'll be hotter with a guy because then he can talk about what he wants to do to me in the red bottoms and lingerie. So it's like we're back and forth. I think that would have a better dynamic. Uh-huh. Anyway, long and short of it, he says, what about Little Flip? I say, okay. And <laughs> so he contacts his management and it all came together. He is insanely like talented uh-huh. and he submitted the verse and we were blown away and the rest was pretty much history. I mean, he was very easy to work with, very responsive, um, respectable, just a, just a great, just a good human being, period. You know, so it, it's been a good like chemistry and journey with working on this record with that's him. In- that's incredible. And then do you have more songs ready? Like you, are you putting out an EP or a record? Yes. Or? I'm working on that now. Um, okay. I'm in Georgia right now taking care of, I just, I'm just went in contract for a home. Now I have to go back home and record and pack up my other home. Oh, wow. <laughs> Got a lot so, going on. Yes. But I have a few that I've done already that I have to finish. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to finish up my EP by the summer. Well, it's summer. Well, not technically not until the end of May, but before the end of the summer, my EP will be done. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And what about live shows? Bless Excuse you. me. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I've had allergies so bad. It's oh, been this crazy. is the season. Yeah. Um, nice. When I come back to to Atlanta, then I'll start my my tour. Oh, you have a tour uh, coming. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I'll be doing, um, you know, different uh, adult uh, clubs, you know, do, do that because it's that type of record that would do well in like strip clubs. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I, I won't be taking anything off. So just FYI, <laughs> don't come see me for that because uh, <laughs> there's going to be plenty of other women in there for you to look at. But <laughs> I will be doing that circuit. And also doing some concerts as well as it opens up. Now, New York just opened up on the 19th. Mm-hmm. So I will be booking some venues to also as a promoter. Oh, so, okay. yeah, I, I wanted to do Johnny Gill before we um, went into this COVID because I had just done Keep Washington intro and full force and another independent artist, which is really great, Nathaniel. And that was um, right before we shut down. And that concert was great. And of course I performed, you know, as one of the, um, the artists in that lineup. Uh-huh. And um, I want to do that again. I think I want to use that same event space. So now I'll be organizing a few shows from New York, Atlanta, wherever, you know, it's open where I can actually get some concerts moving again. So those dates are coming and, you know, just follow my social media. You'll be able to keep up with what's coming up and, and my website. Cool. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. It sounds like stuff's opening. I mean, yeah, it looks like stuff is starting to open up, which is good news yeah. for everybody. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for doing this, Monique. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Adam. Yeah, I do have one last question for you. I want to know, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Yes. Um, just be yourself. Work hard. Keep your head down and work. Um, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Forget what everybody else is doing. It's a waste of time and energy. Um, believe in your craft. Practice. Polish yourself read you know read the business publications make sure that you understand the back end of the business that's important um but you you have to have you have to be confident in your gift and that comes from practicing as well that helps the other thing is um artists tend to look at others and, and wonder why they're not doing as well or, you know, comparing themselves. Um, as, as far as talent is concerned, and sometimes it's not about who's the most talented. It's about who's outworking the other person. So it's your work ethic at the end of the day that I think that, because you can't just have talent. Talent can only get you so far. So make sure that you have your work ethic in line and you should be good.